Welcome back. I'm here today with Dan Frutan, and he is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of a new venture, Rezio. Dan, welcome to today's show. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Dan, for the listeners, can you give background of uh, you know your your career path and how you really got into starting companies and and uh, you know maybe let's we'll start from school on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, it was interesting. I started my first company. Uh, at 16 years old, uh, I was in high school. Um, the way I got into it is ever since I can remember, eighth grade, 14, and so forth, I love technology. It's like Bill Gates was an idol in some sense. So I started playing with stocks at like eighth grade, 14. And then I, uh, I had a cousin that was uh, in Cupertino, actually, around here, who was starting to kind of dabble in websites. So we were talking on the phone long distance from Connecticut, and we started developing websites and I had a customer that had four sites. I started working with them and noticed that the guy was spending a lot of hours with me having me do work on something, but he was paying nineteen ninety five to this one company that was doing really nothing. And it was turned out to be a hosting company. So I was like, that sounds good to me. So I put something together for web hosting. That was the first business. It was called Easy Publishing Web Hosting uh, at the time. So we grew that, we did a small exit. Uh, nothing you know, too major, maybe enough for an investment property, but took some of that money for a, uh, the second company, which was an email marketing company called StreamSend, and we just exited that this past uh, August, uh, which uh, was a you know a, a nice size exit, about eight figures in that. So, uh, and then after that is the Rizio. So we've been working on that, helping e-commerce companies trying to raise their revenue. So it's your third company now, yeah. and uh, as you as you're looking at uh, establishing vision, of course you're looking at what's happening out there with the landscape of technology, and it's ever changing. But where do you see the future going right now uh, in technology? Yeah, it's a it's interesting because right now it's all about data. It, a lot of data collection is happening, um, and then you know companies for a long time are trying to figure out how best to use the, the data. Now, the larger companies like Facebook and Google of the worlds, they have these massive data stores and a lot of large, significant teams to try to you know, deduce information out of that uh, data store. Well, this, they own the data. They share that data to other companies you know, in, in the form of advertising, right? And then Facebook got in trouble a little bit for sharing a little too much, right? But the smaller size companies... They don't really have access to the same capabilities out there. Um, they don't own their own data. So one of the things we started noticing is that e-commerce as a segment, there's a lot of clickstream. Clickstream being you go on a website, you start browsing the website, uh, categories of different products. That clickstream should become available and owned by the actual small business as opposed to having that go farmed into a particular system and then them having to pay for access to that data through advertising channels. So what we started putting together is like, well, if can we collect this data, make it actionable for our size company? Um, and I think moving forward, that's that data, the utilization of it responsibly is probably a big uh, aspect of the future of what's going to happen in the world that I know of, which is marketing and uh, the small business. So we're still really in the early infancy of uh, using the AI and the and the big data. Yeah, exactly. I noticed the, the other day I was out there surfing the web and uh, and I was looking for a bicycle. And next thing I know, this advertisement came up with all these other companies that were selling 
bicycles. I'm like, you know, who invited you to my party here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you see that AI is going to play a big role in uh, in in helping us make decisions, or how do you uh, how do you see this this coming to play? So there's probably two two views of this. There's a doomsday view, right? Oh my god, it's going to take every over everything. Okay. Uh, people are going to lose jobs. I don't know where that's going to go. You know, it's, it's a very long term. Right now, the systems that do a better job than people recognizing faces, like mm -hmm. even on images, they ninety five percent certainty. I think people are like eighty five or something when they see something quick. Um, but I think from what I'm seeing, it's going to be a big aid. It, so it's going to help people do their jobs better, at least in a you know foreseeable section of the future. Um, like in our world, something as simple as discounting strategy, well. A smaller business is going to have to make decisions on how they discount their products. Partnered with an AI solution, the AI can make some good suggestions on, you know, if you've been browsing on something versus someone that hasn't, maybe your, your discount rates are different than someone else. It can help do that kind of activity better for them. Uh, you know, long term, it's tough to say, right? They're, the machines keep learning how to do tasks better, but I think in the short term, they're just an aid to help people do their job better and more efficiently. Let's move into, uh, you had a successful uh, exit recently from StreamSend, and uh, and then the starting up of Rezio. But Dan, I am up against the break, and so after we get back, I like to talk in more about Rezio and the, the, the strategy. There. Sounds good. We'll be right back after these messages. Grandpa, can we do chemistry? Papa, Daddy. Grandpa, let's do something fun. We'll help you stay organized so you can focus on what really matters in life. Give us a call today and see how we can help you start saving taxes. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm here with Dan Frutan, and we've been talking about your new venture, Rezio. It's a it's the third venture that you've uh, you, you've ex been into, and uh, tell us a little bit about. The Rezio, the, the concept of, is it behavioral marketing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I learned quite a bit in my last venture about email marketing. Email marketing is very flat. It's almost, you get a great list of contacts, send out a campaign to them, and it's generally, you know, with some small differentiators like name and so forth, that's the campaign that comes out. What we started noticing is that, well, there's a way to pair behavioral data into marketing. Right? And it's large companies, Amazon's doing it, right? That's, a, that's something that they've got armies of engineers and developers helping uh, make that happen. The smaller companies, our market segment's about 500,000 revenue to 20 million revenue online e-commerce e companies. They have a huge amount of data that's available to them that they just don't know how to access and tap into. So Rizio's whole purpose was, let's figure out a way to help them understand the value of this data and how to utilize this data across their marketing channels that they're uh, utilizing today, and also how to do it in an efficient manner so that it doesn't create extra work for them. Our market, they're very busy people, the margins are thin, so they don't have a huge marketing team available. So they need to find a way to utilize data, do it quickly, without having to go spend a large amount of money on a VP of marketing for $250,000 to make that happen. So we've boiled it down to the simplicity for them. 
we do the onboarding, we do the full implementation, we set everything up, and they start collecting revenue and reporting on the the, val- the value and the ROI based on the campaigns. And our campaigns bring in the activity of their customers. Someone, you know, for example, if you went to a website, browsed and saw the shoes, and you saw a category of shoes, and you were looking at black shoes, what will end up happening is we'll know that data, we'll know the type of products you might be interested in, and we could push very similar type of solutions to you and have you be receiving messages that are more one-to-one targeted versus just something that a marketer put together and thought that you might be interested in. And that's really offered a great value. We actually guarantee a 10x ROI on the spend because we know that using this data, we're going to be able to actually deliver a great value and ROI to the company and then the customers end up purchasing. How do you differentiate yourself from competition? Is it through that ROI, the 10x? or Yeah, so the, that uh, there's... Our market segment, there's a lot of players shooting for SMB. The thing with SMB is they have to be able to get value from the solution, and it's not just a piece of technology that they need. So the way we've differentiated ourselves is we built great technology, make sure that it's kind of forward-leaning in terms of being able to collect the data, process the data, and create campaigns in an automated fashion. And then to that, we've added services layers to help these companies understand the strategy of how this should be executed, so the blueprints for it, and also remove the equation for them having to have a marketing team that's large enough and technical people to get implemented and set up. So for us, the customer comes in, signs an order form, 20 days later, they're up and running using data that they had no clue was available to them, and they start seeing ROI reports on a quarterly basis. Yeah, well, how do you approach risk yeah. and manage it? So for me, one of the, I think one skill that I have is I spot opportunities and some trends, but I'm also not f- fearful to dive into somewhere new. So I try to dive in new, and then you know you start you go in with like a little shield and start getting hit with and then hit, and then you figure it out very quickly. My view on the risk part is you dive in with a very minimal amount of investment, as much as as little as possible, and then start following the patterns. And in our case, you know we we put something together. What it didn't cost too much to put the solution together. We started talking to customers as we're, we're building the, the, the solution, and we started seeing patterns start forming. And then when one, people, one person buys, you're like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just luck. Five buy, 10 buy, now you're like, we got a pattern over here. And what we've ended up building and behind that pattern is continue to make investments to make a scalable model to take five, turn them now into 250, and we want to take 250, turn into 1,000, take 1,000, turn them into 10,000. And during this time, you keep continuing to learn. And as you learn, you start picking at the patterns. And if you pick the right patterns, they're in the right order, the line starts forming and going up. And I think that's been one, uh, one skill set is finding the right patterns and ignoring the noise around that. In the world that we live in today with the internet, it, it's becoming much smaller than it has been when we look across the borders and different cultures. Um, when you're looking at Rezio, the, the initial launch, is it limited here to the domestic U.S. or is it a worldwide company? What, what, what's the, the vision here? Yeah, so we purposely drew a line on a very small, not very small, there's about 130,000 of them, but comparative to the world, a very small segment in the U.S. Now, the reason for that is it helps us coordinate our efforts 
and really laser in and make sure we nail it. All right. There's about in the US, there's 130,000, 500,000 to 20 million e commerce companies. You start expanding that, there's probably about 750,000 e commerce companies in the US that are outside of that segment. And if you go into the world, that number, of course, multiplies significantly higher. Uh, but we really honed in on US to be able to drive our sales and product strategy and so forth uh, to be honed in and be able to efficiently uh, and effectively nail that one starting segment. And over time, we can grow that. So in the initial uh, launch, do you find in the e-commerce segment a particular industry that is more ripe for your product or the, the software than another one? So we looked at that a little bit. Right now, our customers are across all the verticals okay. uh, in e-commerce. But the verticals, it follows almost what the verticals are in general. Like clothing is a big one for e-commerce. right? So we pr proportionally, we have more clothing companies and so on. And uh, and and then when you when you add new customers, how do the competitors weigh in? Do you have like multiple clothing companies coming in, and do you find that you can help to identify patterns within those industries? Yeah, so it, it's nice when we get one customer in a particular vertical because that success from that turns into a reference customer. Call it logos, you get a logo. So the next customer in that industry, you've got reference customers available to show that you brought success to them. So it helps actually, in, in some ways, get other customers in, in that vertical to sign on because they've seen that you've brought success to uh, another person that they've kind of become aware of in the past. What is browse abandonment? Yeah, so browse abandonment, very simply, uh, you go to a website, an e-commerce website, you're browsing products. You The second you go in, you're on the homepage, you're like, oh, I like this product, you click on it. You might go to a category. You might start searching. All these actions you take are great indicators for the brand that you're more and more interested. Now, you're doing the browse and your phone rings. You have a client call you or you're at home and you have to, you're distracted or you start going to another website and shop. That You've abandoned your browsing activity. Now, it's up to the brand to make sure to remind you to come back to make and finalize your purchase. And that's where we come in on the browse abandonment side is we help retarget back to you, make sure that you have the right offer, the right messaging, maybe maybe a set of products that are related to what you were doing in real time and then get you to come back and make a purchase. Who is your ideal client? Our ideal client is probably doing about a million dollars. They're a smaller team but growing company. Um, I could actually think of a couple uh, that you know the the president is going crazy because of the sheer amount of items that's on his or her plate, and you know they they have they make decent money, but they have razor thin margins. So the help that they've ended up hiring to aid them in various areas of their business are more tactical than strategic vice presidents would be from a cost basis. And the reason they select us is because we remove a lot of headaches in the marketing area off their plate, and we bring in their customer data and help increase the revenue. So for more information, how does a person contact Rezio? Yeah, just at www.rezio.com, R-Y-Z-E-O.com, uh, or feel free to shoot me an email. It's uh, Dan F, F as in Frank, at Rezio.com. I've been visiting here today with Dan Fruchan, and Dan... Um, 
a, a final note where where do you see this industry with uh you know going as a whole with the ai industry did when are we going to log into computer and it's going to say hey you need a new bike <laughs> let me go refer you out there how how far do we go with this oh it's tough to tough to say the the technology for ai is moving very very fast uh where our company is trying to take it is we want to be able to drive marketing campaigns across multiple channels, be it email, uh, Facebook Messenger, you know, chat, uh, or social media, uh, in a way that it's automated and has the AI engine do it on autopilot. Because we think that it will save time for the marketer to be able to have these campaigns be automatically generated based on this, the, the data that they've collected. That's our view of the world, right? And then the marketer can start fine-tuning a little bit based on the reporting they see. Dan, appreciate you being on today's show. Yeah, thank you very much, Alan.